warning. The Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So, gentlemen, raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting with the beardless Dave. So, uh, it's been a big week. What? Uh, I feel like you haven't done anything. The, some, ded- some dedicated listeners might know that with the birth of my last child, I started a, tr- a new tradition. Oh, I didn't know we spoke French and Spanish and English on the Catholic Man Show. Sometimes a little Portuguese. Man. So, I, gotta... I will admit, though, my Portuguese sounds an awful lot like my Spanish. But <laughs> that's not what it is that's sometimes not... when I decide. That's Yeah, I understand. Uh, so I um, started a new tradition okay. that whenever, I, whenever a child is born, whenever my offspring increase, I shave the face. New birth. Tradition. The beardless wonder. The beardless Dave reemerges. Not that it's like a great thing, but it's just a thing that I do. You <laughs> right. know? Um, and so I'm, I'm could not be happier to announce that the birth of my first son was born on Trinity Sunday. <laughs> Ooh, yes. David Philip Niles Jr. Uh, what are you going to call him? I haven't, dude, we have not talked like. Our, our paths have been yeah. very separated. Let's discuss it over a glass of whiskey, okay. shall we? Yeah, because I want to know, what's the plan Yeah. Uh, on, on, on sure. how, what do you call this, yeah. this fine gentleman? Yeah, because nicknaming other people's kids is like... It's not a... a pro- some like, people are cool with it, some people aren't. Right. Uh, I know. nickname all of Juan's kids. He's not cool with it, but it's okay. I right. do that. That's yeah. something I do. Because I don't speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. Right. So... He's Mostly. like that means the cabinet. It's like no, it sounds really cool. It doesn't matter. El cabinete. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. So I, I want to know El Diablo. It's Spanish for like some sort of fighting chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I want to know about that. I want to know how so Pamela's. We doing. call him. We call him many things. Uh, yes. You know, he's only. Uh, he is just over twenty four hours old at this point, mm-hmm. um, and so we call him Baby Davy. Uh, okay, see, Haley started calling him calling him Baby Davy, and it's like, oh, pump your brakes. Yep, we, we call him that. We call him uh, Baby Junior, Davy Junior, Davy Junior, Little David. I mean, let's the it has been it's right now. It's kind of an experimental season. Okay, when it comes to the, here, you go one. Cheers, cheers. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Hey, we should definitely give a cheers to uh, Baby Dave, to David Junior. May may we all be a saint. That was in heaven. May we all get there. 
I mean, I, I thought you were going to do it, and then you didn't oh. do it. And well, I feel like I, I shouldn't like have to do it. Well, as the dad, I felt I thought you no, were I, wanting to. I, I didn't like want to steal your thunder. It's like, you know, somebody else toasts you. I, did, I just didn't want to steal no, your to- thunder. It's like I'm toasting myself. You're not, but it was your child. Sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to make that weird. I was... I, I wasn't. I was not. I really thought ready. I was etiquette like wise. I thought it would. No, it see, I been, think it's a good question, but I, I think that the etiquette is that somebody else would toast, toast to your son. You, you just had a son, you know. Like, well, let's raise. You know, see what I'm saying? Okay. Because, yeah, that's what I would do. Let's just drink. Uh, th- let's to, just drink to, to baby Dave. To baby Dave. Yes. So excited. So okay. So you said you didn't know exactly what you, I mean. Experimental phase. We're we're testing out the names. We didn't know if we were having a boy or girl, you know, so it was right. very, very exciting. Um, he was born and I was like, Look, buddy. I wanna know what like I the have, first I have, thoughts. I gotta tell you something. You have three sisters. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I I know you don't you're not quite you don't really you, understand that it's yet. Just you and me, man. I want you to just you gotta know that. <laughs> Before they get here, I wanna tell you. I wanna just spring it on you <laughs> yeah. like that. It's just me and you, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the Nile's name, uh, will con- if it doesn't continue, it's not my fault. You okay. know, if he becomes a priest, then it's like, hey, I still, it was, I gave it a it shot. Was the, it was God, it was God's, it was God's will. will. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, the thought, so w- w- we've been talking about, even last week, we were talking about the idea, uh, because we talked about raising daughters and we were talking yeah. about the, uh, the difference of, Holding a daughter for the mm-hmm. very first time, and the difference of holding a son for the first time. Yeah, it is. It is. It was way different. It was more different than I had anticipated. Okay, you know, uh, and it's hard to really explain. I know, dude. Last week, I I didn't listen to our episode, but I I thought, man, I just did not articulate that well. But it's because like I didn't know how to say yeah. the things that I was feeling when I was holding a daughter compared to a, a a son, and like using a boy's name, like talking to your own children. Because for me, it's like I'm just use, always using girls' names, and you kind of like talk to your little girls, right? In you a know, girly, like, like oh, princess way, right. whatever, right, you right. know. But um, so yeah, there's been there's been a lot of differences, uh, more differences to come, I'm sure, you know. Because oh, dude, you have no it's idea. been so soon, yeah, right? It's, still, it's very new, right? Um, but anyway, the, the the reaction of Pamela when you finally so baby came, you said you said it's a boy. So I what happened like. You don't have to go super I was like detail, but pseudo catching the baby. Sweet, so, and so I grabbed the baby and put the baby on Pamela, gave right. the baby to Pamela, and it all kind of happened so fast. And I didn't want to drop the baby, right? You know, that would be bad. And it's like so. I gave her the baby, and I had to tell her, "I don't know what it is yet." Like, you didn't I, I look. Didn't, I didn't. I couldn't see. I like just the way it all happened. I was trying, and I just didn't. I didn't get a view. Oh my god. And goodness. I was like, just, you know, hey, because we had gone over, like, all right, here's what, get the baby, hand it to Pamela. Right. But, uh, so just the way it happened, I didn't have a, sh- I didn't have an angle. Ah. Okay. So I told her, I don't know what it is yet. So she lifted him up and I was like, it's a boy. <laughs> what was her thought? Well, like, what did she say? She Do you said, remember? she was just like, Ecstatic. oh, it's a boy. You know, yeah. I'm just ecstatic and yeah. pumped and right. relieved that it's Cause, you now know, done. Like, whether it's a boy or a girl, you're just like, pumped. oh, it's a, you know. Right. That's one of the great things about waiting to find out if it's mm-hmm. a boy or girl mm-hmm. because you have this incredible moment. It's going to be, a, it's an incredible moment anyway, but ha- getting that it's a boy or it's a girl, mm-hmm. I think especially Pamela said that it helps 
in the last few days of pregnancy, you know, because at the very end, that's like the hardest part, you know, for women. You know, We've it, been told. Yeah. I mean, they got the anticipation of this is going to be over soon. You're right. getting bigger, more uncomfortable. You know, sure. the baby's getting big. Yeah. Um, and so having that something to look forward to, she said kind of, at least for her, she finds that helpful, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, that's, that's the story. It's very good. So anyway, wait, one more. Okay. So he's a junior. My dad's name is also David Niles. I'm not a junior. Right, because the middle names because are different. Because he, yeah, he has, he and I have a different middle name. Okay. But David Jr. was born on Trinity Sunday, and there are, in fact, now a trinity of David Niles's, because there are three of us. Right. You know, Dude, that's so, so awesome. it's like, that was kind of cool. That's, shout out to Jim Spencer. He's the one who, who, who pointed those he, dots. Yeah, he put that together. Yeah. Our bodyguard, who's not here this yeah. evening, but yeah, we're we're vulnerable right now. I mean, very, someone could break in. We shouldn't have said anything. We're, we, we're susceptible to attack. Yeah, uh, but did whenever whenever so when I we received the text message of the baby, we saw the baby, and all you did was send a, a picture to to a group message. You know, yeah. the Juan, me, uh, Sam, and Scott. You just send a picture to us, uh-huh. and. Uh, there was no indication if it was a boy or a girl. You Pamela just, and I hadn't decided if we were going to tell people or wait till they came. And so it's like, are we telling people? Are we not telling people? We definitely. I don't know. I hit send. Right. So I just sent the picture and it was like, and then other things happened and we kind of forgot about you guys and, you know. That's typical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so my first thought was when I received that text message was like, oh, we got another girl because I thought if you had a boy, that would like. There I would definitely be, would have said there yeah. would have been a, a, a declaration, mm-hmm. you know, on on this text message, but I was wrong. There was so, but I did. I have begot a man by the help all of the day. Lord. Juan and I were because Juan and I were together. That uh, yeah, you guys well, were fishing. Yeah, and Juan and I said over and over again on the way way up there and way back. We were just like we were just so happy that you had a boy that everything was delivered well. Like mm-hmm. Pamela was doing well. Uh, everybody was doing well. It she's was just a, like she's she's just incredible. Like when you watch your wife, well, women in general, they are are incredible. But when you watch your wife give birth and just like see all that they go through, it is just like, uh, like for me, I you know just have never seen her. You know, it's like I have just never been so proud of you. Like <laughs> you are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think that all the time, but like you are amazing. That was inc- that was awesome. You know, right. like sure you you did great. Yeah, you know, and just because they just power through, they do, mm-hmm. and just well, get, they were, they honestly, just get that baby they, out. They uh, they don't have a choice. No, in the matter, no, they don't. But like, but it's amazing. I've only seen my wife do it, but you know, you just go into so like this frame of mind and yeah. it, like just perseverance and determination was i part of any of the like were my prayers or anything about me related to any of the contractions i'm sure adam i mean that that's I'm, really what i i'm almost that's sure. what we really need to know I'm, the listener wants to know almost sure of it almost sure okay yeah i'll take the almost sure yeah uh there's the music wow that was a, a quick 12 minutes so when we get back we're gonna hit a, a break if you're on radio we'll hit a break we'll come back if you're on podcast in 30 seconds, we'll be right back. We're going to uh, talk about our drink a little bit because we haven't even talked yeah. discussed that. Uh, I want to at least mention about uh, Luke's weekend and then... We got uh, a Father's Day giveaway. And Father's Day... We got a lot of stuff to talk about. 
We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We got Juan Posada running the buttons. We do have a topic today. It does fit in with the theme of the show, which is always wonderful. Can new, I add? Can I add a, some other exciting news? Please. Uh, a listener, Sean. I don't want to say his last name because I didn't get permission to do this, but. Okay. Uh, uh, Avid listener of the Catholic Man Show. His name is Sean. He just found out uh, that uh, he was selected. He and his wife were selected to adopt a new new child. Oh, awesome! Uh, and he's been trying for a long time. It's been it's been a lot. And not only did he find that out, but the same week, maybe the week after, he found out he got a new job. So he got a new job and a new baby all in like a week. So there's, there's one more. You know, they say they th- everything comes, comes in threes. threes. Comes yeah. In threes. So. Shout out to Sean. He's a great guy. Sean, I, now is the time to play the lottery. Okay, <laughs> like this is it. Yeah. Don't don't miss your shot. Uh, so we're, we're, we we skipped over what we're actually drinking. We this didn't evening. intend to, but things got a little carried away, you know. Which is okay. I'm okay with. I do it. have one more story. Good. I shaved my beard, you know. Right. And when I came out of the bathroom, my two oldest daughters were were in my room, and my oldest daughter Elizabeth looked at me, like, with this look of confusion and i realized she doesn't know who i am like she re- literally doesn't know who i am and so i said something she's never seen you without a beard well that she can recall yeah that she could remember and so i said something and then her face got even more confused it was like what yeah dad's voice came out of that weird face yeah and then i said you know some more stuff and she just started laughing and smiling <laughs> And then my other daughter, Mary, she hadn't been paying attention. She looked up, and she did kind of the same thing. And then Mary, my second daughter, she's laughing. She said, you look like a girl. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. (laughs) Nothing to give you confidence like your daughter. I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. She's like, you look like a girl. You don't have a, where's your beard? You know, and she's three, you know, and so it's not like she's. She's just saying it because she thinks it's true. You know? That is hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, so uh, what whiskey did, we, okay. did you pick out so this evening? We are drinking Port Charlotte, heavily peated Isla single malt whiskey. Okay, it's by uh, Brookladek. Yes. The the distillery. Mm-hmm. Um, the distillery. The distillery of Brookladek. It's a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is heavily peated. I just had it. I had a little bit over at my brother-in-law's house, and I was like, hey, that's pretty good. Let me pick up a bottle for the show. And so, What's it running? Uh, this was about $65. Okay. So I'm very guess, very average for Isla uh, yeah. whiskey. And, you know, pre-tariff, it would probably, you know, uh, 50-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully things work out where the tariffs go away, and we can um, get back to those better prices, you know? One of the things that I instantly caught on to whenever I was trying this whiskey was 
that I, I noticed that it was 50% ABV, so I thought, oh, man, this is going to have a bite. Mm-hmm. You know, because typically 46... 50%, 50% is, you know... Is, is strong. 100, 100 proof is strong. It's strong. And so I was thinking, like, okay, I'm going to have to really get my big boy pants on for, for this whiskey, thinking, right. like, it's going to it's gonna bite. But, dude, it is smooth. You don't, you don't even notice. It that is very smooth. Because the difference between 40 and 50% is 20% or 25%, depending on if you're going down or up. If you go up from 40 to 50, that's a 25% increase. If you go down from 50 to 40, that's a 20% decrease. But you see what I'm saying? The numbers, they're, mm-hmm. they go different ways. But 25% more alcohol than your standard whiskey, you don't even notice. If you, didn't, if, you didn't, if you weren't told that, you wouldn't be able to tell, I don't think. No, it, it's, it's very good. And it's not as, as peated, I wouldn't say it's, like, it's not a, a in-your-face as much as a, like Laphroaig 10. No. Uh, even though it says heavily peated. But I would say that it's stronger peated than uh, uh, Ardbeg. Yeah, I think it's probably very close to Ardbeg, peat level. Ardbeg has more of the iodine as well. Right. And so Band-Aids. And, and smoke. I- iodine and Band-Aids. Right. This one's not very smoky necessarily, but it is peated. It's not smoky. It's, yeah. Whereas the when, when you have both, you kind of get like it's a double whammy kind of, mm-hmm. you know, because... Mm-hmm. Peated and smoky are kind of in the same genre of flavors. Um, so this one's peated, and the Ardbeg is both. Mm-hmm. So it does have a, a heavier flavor to it, I would say. Right. But really, I think this is good. Yes. Um, you know, it's in the same price range as Laphroaig and Ardbeg. Right. Um, well, not Ardbeg. Ardbeg is still pretty cheap. Well, forty dollars. So it is. We can buy it around here. I was at. I was talking to a liquor store guy, and he said it's it's going up. But that Ardbeg is just significantly Part. less popular, and so they still have some that's in stock. I got you. So it's still at that lower price because but it's not going to be for long. Yeah, they said once the new once they start having to sell new shipment, mm-hmm. it, it'll be the same. It'll it, yeah. it's going up to sixty something like. What's well, right like now? Lefroy. It's at forty at Park Hill. Yeah, so I know. And go grab some if you're in Tulsa. Yeah, if you're in Tulsa or anywhere else, you see it, snatch it. One up. One of the other things that's really awesome about uh, one of us having a new baby. Is that we have the baby bottle? Yes. And for the new listeners, why don't we explain a little bit about the baby bottle? And then I want to I want to talk a little bit about Luke's weekend. So okay. go ahead. So let's talk yeah. about the baby. So bottle. So the baby bottle, we between Adam, Juan, and I, uh, we buy, we all pitch in to buy a really nice bottle of scotch, because scotch is really good. You know, if you like the sixty to eighty dollar range, is kind of all in the same level of scotch. Mm-hmm. But once you get over $100, and if you get up to like $120, you really do enter a, a different realm of sure. scotch where you say, oh, like that is nice. Right. I did not realize, right. you know. Um, so we have a bottle. We call it the baby bottle because we only drink it after one of us has a baby. So it's a One good, of our wives. One of our families right. has a baby, right, yeah. Right. Um, distinctions yeah sure sure they specificity apparently it's a big deal with gender these days of being able to understand who has babies and who doesn't so i just wanted to clarify yeah well families have have children i mean women don't do it by themselves right yeah that's true i mean they birth so what happens is when a man and a woman marry and a man and a woman have a special love for each other so anyway uh so uh, about more 18 is what we have right now. That's the one we have right now. Yes. Um, and so we only, and then at the end we'll, we'll, we'll bust it out, have a cigar, and then we mark it on the bottle where 
where we stopped because the next time when we drink it because i don't trust you the re- real reason why we did market start it off is that way like, like, i don't trust you because you're going to be pulling nips from that yeah. bottle i don't i don't trust you phyllis a, um so anyway it's a good tradition that we have you know as friends that we we do and um it just gives us it's, an opportunity to, to celebrate and, and you get to enjoy a nice scotch that we wouldn't be able to right prudently afford otherwise you right. know I mean, I can't, I can't afford a $200 bottle of scotch, but if three of us go in together for a special occasion, I could possibly afford that. Right. Once every six months or, or nine months. Right. Or, yeah. At the rate that we're going, I may still be going broke. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, which we're talking about responsible parenthood. Yeah, day, it could be, you be know, great. between the three of us, if we each have a, a, ch- a kid every 18 months, it could be every six months breaking out the... Uh, well, we've talked about this. That what we need to do is we, we need, need to recruit... A little bit more young blood. We need to recruit a young guy uh, who's just starting. Hey, you just got married. Right. Um, to Into our group. We have a tradition. Right. And I would like to be a part... I would like to bring you in and then take advantage for the next 10 years. Uh, so anyway, so Luke, uh, we, we went to on our uh, fishing trip. Uh, mm-hmm. For Luke, so Luke is next week is receiving First Holy Communion. Please keep him in your prayers as, yes. if you if you could please. He is very nervous about his first confession. Um, I thought he did it already. No. Oh, no, okay. Not yet. He he's talking to uh, Father Brian tomorrow, and then probably having his first confession. So tomorrow so, is just the talk, not the confession, or it's the talk followed by confession. Probably followed by as long as he passes his understanding of what what what's taking place. Okay. So, uh, so he's 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 pretty nervous. Um, it, the first thing he said was like, but dad, I just don't want to upset father. Uh-huh. Like that was like, and, and dude, so he said a prayer tonight. Like, so we have, we have a family prayer after dinner every night. Uh-huh. And, uh, he asked if he could, uh, say a prayer for first Holy communion, for his first Holy communion as a family. And I said, absolutely, buddy, I will let you pray. Uh, we'll pray, say our family prayers and then I'll let you take the reins. Yeah. Cause you're a man now. And he like, I want to pray like that kid. Nice. Uh, he just absolutely nailed it. He 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 exposed like he was ex- very vulnerable. He was fighting tears. Wow. Um, uh, he was asking the Lord. He, he said uh, he asked the Lord for uh, courage to follow through with his first confession. Uh-huh. He he prayed for all the other kids who were going to be receiving his uh, uh, first confession, first Holy Communion. Uh, he he prayed for his family. And he asked all this through the intercession of the Most Blessed Virgin Mary and uh, Saint Joseph and our family patron Saint Saint Gerard. Nice. And like he cut it off quick because he uh, was getting emotional. So it's like, man, I want like that was a that was a beautiful prayer. That was just a, a totally. beautiful prayer. So anyway, totally. Uh, before before his first Holy Com- uh, Communion, we wanted to to have a trip. We talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, to kind of uh, almost like a rite of passage for him. So we went. Um, uh, down, floated down the Illinois this last weekend. Juan was there. All all the main men who were influencers in his life uh, went, except for you. I mean, obviously. I was going to be there. But. You were going to be there, but uh, anyway. Yeah. So uh, my dad, my two brother-in-laws, Juan, uh, myself, and Luke, we all went. And uh, he just was, he felt like he was such a big, big kid. In fact, he the first thing he said was when he got back, he went over to my, my mom, his grandma, and like measured himself height wise on her and he said i think i grew i think i grew a little i think bit. it grew a little bit from the trip yeah and so like uh he just I'll tell like, you i feel bigger he 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 did so he did so great i mean he's just he's got a big fish uh yeah he he uh it was that's a little debatable but yeah he caught a big fish uncle holden caught it and let 
him uh, reel it in. Let him reel it in. Yeah. yeah so, okay. You can't. You know. But he 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 held it. He did. He, uh, Uncle Holdy helped him get off the hook, but then he held it and he did, he did really well. Yeah. So uh, I didn't catch anything. So Juan barely caught something. The lure caught his hat. Yeah, um, I saw was, that. There was a lot of things that happened. So anyway, but when we get back, we're going to talk about responsible ha- parenthood. Uh, we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show here with David Niles. Juan on the buttons. Thank you so much for helping us out, Juan, this evening. Had a chance to see Ignacio very recently, and the kid, the, the the boy is just a stud. I saw that kid today. He's just a stud. He is like, I can't wait for like, like that is a water. Fifteen years from it's now, like, he's gonna look back and be like, see, see, guys, I am a stud. I yeah, hope, I hope he does that. I told you. Yeah, I told you. I'm a it stud. It was apparent from the beginning. Right. But so, I mean, the guy has like like a a weapon for a head. Yeah, his hair is it's, just. It's like luscious. If he's not a football player. Okay, so hold on. Dave, I just want to talk really quick about our Catholic Man Show Father's Day giveaway. giveaway. Yeah. Uh, We're giving away a... Let's do it quick. Why don't don't you uh, pick pick it up right behind you? It's right behind you. We're we're giving away a Yeti cooler. We we teamed up with a bunch of other Catholic influencers. uh, Catholic Answers Live. Oh, we just knocked over a bunch of stuff. Uh, Behold. I said Catholic Answers Live. I'm sorry. Catholic Answers uh, Catholic Woodworker, the Catholic Guardians, mm. Catholic Imagery, Catholic Connect. Um, there's a bunch of guys uh, that that helped us. Oh, you just broke it's that. Fine. It's fine. But, it's nothing's um, broken. It just we're fell. giving away a about over five hundred dollars worth of stuff for Father's Day. All you have to do is go to the CatholicManshow.com slash giveaway, or just you can get there at the CatholicManshow.com. And there's six ways to enter uh, for you to win. We're gonna go live on June 17th to announce the winner. Let's see. It's going to be great. Si. Okay. Mucho si. Okay. Very good. Very good. Is that, Juan, do you say mucho si? Mucho. Mucho, yes. Yiddy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Juan says it's pronounced yiddy. Yiddy, not yeti. So, and yawn, uh, you know, yawn is a, is the man of pronunciations. Yeah. So. I think it's Juan. Juan. Okay. Uh, So we're talking about. I mean, he is Jewish after all. We're talking about (laughs) response. He's, he is a fulfilled dude. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about uh, responsible parenthood this yeah. evening. Yeah. So there's there's a few aspects to responsible parenthood. The primary one is that we're called to a responsible parenthood when it comes to building our families. Um, the other parts. Well, are, now that you have your boy, you must be done, right? right yeah. Babe? Okay. You got your boy. You got your boy. You're now done. Right. Right. Of, I, co- of course, because and I'm I'm actually willing to see if I can unload some of these girls because i only want two total right. you know so i'm thinking the middle two I'm when not we had sure. three and, and the third one was a girl it was a okay good you're done right yeah because now you got your girl right uh, you're all done two if boys you, girl call it quits if you have more i'll be mad at you right yeah. there's even people that i work with that are blown away that i have four and they ask me i think it's really funny that that people like really want to know about your sex life and in, in, insofar as like what it blows me away was when other people volunteer stuff about their sex life one time pamela and i were furniture shopping mm-hmm. we're looking for a couch right we go into this place this woman we had a baby with us and she's like oh yeah blah 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 yeah so my husband he had a vasectomy and i was like what what i want to know what it is about my face 
that says, I'm really curious about the structural integrity of your husband's reproductive system. It's probably because you didn't have a beard. I want to know. <laughs> what's the integrity like there? I think I did have a beard, yeah. though, at the time. I, I, I think you should grow your beard back. Yeah, you know. I'm going to give it a couple. You know what the problem is when you shave a beard in, your, in the like summertime? Mm-hmm. Is that you have this super white chin mm-hmm. that has, hasn't seen the sun in a long time. Mm-hmm. So once it colors up a little bit, it will look a little bit better. Not a whole lot, mm-hmm. but a little bit, you know. Right. So anyway, like she just told me that right off the bat. Right. The 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 culture definitely is uh, a force trying to prevent the number of children. Okay. Right. And I take it as one of my goals in life among my acquaintances, especially my non-Catholic ones, to try to convince them to have more children. If I can convince them to have one more child, I mean that's a huge win for the universe, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, I wanted to talk today about specifically discerning and how to discern the appropriate number of children in your family. Uh, because the answer is all of them. You want all of them. Right. Yeah. That is the correct answer. Um, how many points do I win? Uh, a thousand and five. Feel good. Yeah. That the fifth one feels great. Right. Yeah. A thousand and four would not just have been, it just wouldn't have been It would have been dissatisfying. So, um, there is this kind of like notion that once you have two or three kids, well, that you're just going to stop because that, well, it just kind of, you assume, well, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want to talk about that because it's prevalent in a lot of Catholic, a lot of Catholic marriages too. Like people just don't even talk about it anymore. They just assume, well, we're done having kids, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and when we get married, uh, you know, it's not like we sign up. And it's not like me or anybody or the church expects you to have six kids, nine kids, 12 kids, one kid. Right. Uh, there is no expectation, except that you yeah. did took a vow that you would accept loving, you would accept children lovingly from God, um, and that they are the crown jewel of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to talk about this. Okay. There's, and there are... A couple things um, that I think cause a lot of confusion on this in this topic that the church, some language that the church uses when it comes to, because uh, there's some people on the other side that say like basically you have to have a child every opportunity you can unless you have you'll hear them grave reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I can't find where the church uses the word grave anywhere. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, things like Humanae Vitae are speaking in Latin. It's written in Latin. And so you could translate some of these words as grave, um, but that's not that's not the way the church herself translates these words. So um, this is from the Catechism. No kidding. Right. I didn't, I didn't know that, actually, yeah. to be honest with you, because... Grave reasons does not appear in the official translations of any of these documents. Okay, so... Okay. Uh, here is uh, the Catechism 2368. For just reasons, for just reasons, spouses may wish to space the births of their children. It is their duty to make certain that their desire is not motivated by selfishness, but is in conformity with the generosity appropriate to responsible parenthood. Okay, so um, hmm. here, here we have the church saying just reasons. Um, Humanae Vitae, paragraph 10 
says that with regard to physical, economic, psychological, and social conditions, responsible parenthood is exercised by those who prudently and generously decide to have more children and by those who, for serious reasons, see, it doesn't say grave reasons, it says serious, but let me just finish and then we'll talk about it. For serious reasons and with due respect to the moral precepts, decide not to have additional children either for a certain or indefinite period of time. Okay, Okay. so there's a difference between grave reason and serious reason because the church makes a distinction between these two words when it comes to sin. Okay, so uh, if sin is considered grave, all sin is serious, but certain sins are more than serious, they're grave, okay, which would make it, you know, now now we're on the grounds of mortal sin, okay? And so many people confuse the fact that grave is sometimes translated here instead of serious, that if you get, if, you know, like, if it's not life or death, then you are, the church is requiring you to have more children. Mm -hmm. And that's not what the church is saying. Okay? Okay. She does go on to say that you need to take this seriously. There's, you know, responsible parenthood, and that it's up to you, the parents, to make this discernment. But this is what, especially like with a uber-traditional bent, um, many Catholics have the notion and promote the notion that if you are delaying pregnancy for something that's, basically, if it's not life or death, then you are committing a mortal sin because of this word grave. That's that's what it seems like is happening to me. And... Uh, there are a lot of people out there who have bought into that that idea, and that's just not what the church says. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, the because here at the beginning, in Humanae Vitae, paragraph or number ten, it's not paragraph ten, but in number ten. Sure, sure, sure. She says with regard to physical, economic, psychological, and social conditions. Okay, okay? so those those are the grounds which the church says these are serious serious reasons could be one of these things. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, social conditions, I think that's the kind of the curious one. Uh, like, what are the social conditions? Well, maybe you're in the middle of a war. You know, uh, like, if you're in Britain during World War II and your town is being aerated. Or Poland. You're or like Poland, Poland, right. Yeah, or you're um, a Jew in Nazi Germany, you know, in the yeah. war, okay. you know, in the camps. That like, sense. that might not be a great time. To have, a to, child. have ch- to have children, sure. you know what I mean. Um, it also says like uh, Simca Fisher, she's a, a a really good Catholic theologian. She t- she does a lot of on life issues. Um, she also used the example like, what if you're in China right now with the two child policy? You know, um, if you you have two children, if you get pregnant, the government will it's a forced abortion. Mm-hmm. You know. That is a good reason not to have children. Mm-hmm. Not that it's the child's fault, not that you're condemning that child to hell. I mean, right. nothing bad about that child, but a yeah. forced abortion is something to be avoided. Sure. Right? So anyway. Um, so I think that uh, St. Thomas Aquinas talks about, like, you know, the, when, you're t- when you're talking about, when you're discerning the amount of kids that you have, that you obviously want the benefit of having more kids is that uh, you have more people in heaven. Yeah. yeah. There's more of communion of saints. Yeah. There's more, the body of Christ grows. This is a beautiful, this is a beautiful thing. And so uh, that is a benefit of having more children. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there's a stigma almost, especially in some 
uber Catholic circles of, oh, you only have two children, right? Oh well, why? You yep. know, it's like there's yep. a lot of there's a lot of uh, emotional damage. Like there's mo- uh, like a lot of things that happen behind closed doors that you don't know about. Let's talk about that on the okay. other side of the break because that's because, something like, that needs to be addressed. Infertility is a real thing. Yeah, and and so. I think that it's it's good to not make sure that we're not judging other people for how many kids they have. Right. And just because you have more kids does not necessarily make you more holy in and of itself. Yeah. Although It deserves a longer although, conversation. Let's although, pick it up. Although you're pretty holy. Yeah, I am. David Niles here alongside Adam Minahan from the Catholic Man Show. And we have a big announcement for all the fathers out there. So if you are a dad or if you have a dad, listen up. I know that there's a lot of Catholic dads out there that listen to Catholic Radio, and we partnered with a bunch of Catholic affiliates, including Catholic Answers, to bring the ultimate Catholic man show, Father's Day giveaway. That's right. We have a brand new Yeti cooler that we're giving away that's packed full of Catholic stuff. So if you want information on how to win it, go to thecatholicmanshow.com slash giveaway. Willkommen um Catholic Man Show. Ich heiße David. Hier um Adam Minahan und Juan Posada. Tag, y'all. Tag. I said tag, y'all. Tag. <laughs> Oklahoma German. That is German. That's real German for you guys. I actually think we have like six people in Germany that listen to our shows. So They're going to be really impressed they are gonna with be how pumped. bad my German is. They're gonna be it's going to be... Anyway... Uh, after we're done with this episode, I just want to throw this out there that I am going to tell you guys my favorite response when people ask you like, hey, you know where all those, you know, where you have kids, wow, well, those kids, you know where they come from, right? You Or like, you're done, right? I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my favorite, which I believe to be the perfect response for these, for these types of people. I know what he's going to say. Okay. So. I'm going to tell you what I say and you can, you can use it, adapt it to your own style. So anyway, make sure to, uh, if you want to see that, if you want to hear it, go follow us on YouTube or Facebook. Um, well, anyway, I'll be doing that after the episode. official official time length of the episode is over. Okay, so you were mentioning right before the break about many people who, yeah, there some people I think are prone to sort of a judgment that, um, you know, and it, it is true that we are called to a generous, a generous marriage. Um, where we generously embrace children from God, which means we're open to all of them that he wants us to have, okay? We don't want to exclude however many however many children he wants to bring and bless our marriage with. That's how many children we need to be we need to receive, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, there is a temptation, I think, especially among uber traditional circles, where you see a, a Catholic family who has one, two children, and they think, oh, you're just not willing to. Um, you're you're just not a good Catholic. You're being selfish. You're being selfish. I see you have two kids and a boat. Yeah, I could have a boat too if I didn't have eight children. But right. I I love God, and so I can't afford the boat. But you've got the boat and only two kids. You know, I see how it is. Mm-hmm. You care about the boat more than more kids. Um, and I just uh, if if you have been tempted towards those feelings, I just cannot caution you enough. The danger in which you tread. Okay, right, because you you don't know these people. Um, infertility issues are prevalent among approximately ten percent of married families. So you 
Think about how many people you know. You know several. You know many people who are struggling with infertility, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is a a huge source of pain for so many families. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for you to add your judgments upon the, the deep pain that they are already feeling, because chances are they desperately want to conceive a child or another child. Right. Um, and so you are just adding insult to injury. Um, and salt to the wound. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's incredible the pain that you could be adding on top of what they right. already experienced. Okay. Well, and I, and I, I mean, I can remember when, you know, Haley and I first got married and the doctor told us we weren't going to be able to have any kids. And I remember thinking like, okay, like we're already married. Uh, you know, this is, this is a reality that I'm going to be living is that we're not going to have, you know, I, I envisioned a big family. Like my family is big. Like, you know, I just, I love having a family. And so I, I was envisioning a, a plethora of, of little pups running around. Right. You know, and when we found out that that was the case, it was like, that was, it was heartbreaking. And yeah. so like my, my heart, like because of that, my heart goes out to all those people who totally. have totally. In, infertility issues. Uh, you know, and people, that's not, that's not your plan. You know, you, you want to have children. And so, right. and the more you try, the harder it gets, the more stress it becomes and the less likely you actually have to be able to reproduce. And I, I mean, there's, it's such a vicious cycle and yeah. anyway. But I think in this conversation, people spend a lot of time focusing on, uh, what are the reasons that you can delay children? Um, and they don't think about what are the reasons why you shouldn't delay children, okay? Because uh, given all these things that the church says, she still says that parents are not free to act as they choose in the service of transmitting life, just because they want to choose it, okay? That there is an obligation placed upon them. Because do you think that the reason why is because at that point and they're they're now playing God, like they're they're well, now right, deciding because you like, are not the author of life. You are, you, you co-author life alongside of God, but he is the principal author, okay? Right. Okay. And I he, just wanted to make sure that's... Yeah. Fecundity, the, that, um, when I mentioned the catechism earlier, 30, 2368, that is the section on fecundity, on, on the transmission of life, okay? And so the, the church, this is in Humanae Vitae, Vita, though, he says, you're not act, you are not free to choose, to, um, they're not free to act as they choose in the service of transmitting life, as if it were wholly up to them, the parents, to decide what is the right course to follow. On the contrary, they are bound to ensure that what they do, what they do, corresponds to the will of God, the Creator. The very nature of marriage and its use makes His will clear. I mean, this is the constant teaching of the Church. Okay, so um, we kind of talked a little bit. What is a serious reason? Because this is the big question. Well. What is a serious reason? It's sort of like when you're in, in high school and you're you were like trying to really find out how far can I go? You know, like every high school boy, As a that guy. is, I mean, that is a real question. And I think by like, in a lot of times youth ministries, we kind of avoid that issue and skirt it and we don't just straight up address it. And I remember being there saying, I really wish someone would tell me because I want to follow what the church says, but I don't even know what the church is saying to me. Right, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying. Right, um, and luckily we had a, a good teacher, uh, Professor Coughlin, Ken Coughlin at yeah. Bishop Kelly, who was not afraid of these questions, and who were there at Bishop Kelly in high school said, "This is what we're talking about today." Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember being so thankful for that. Okay, yeah, I remember thinking like, "Okay, good, all right, I'm going to take some notes." <laughs> right, exactly, and you know, it's like my attitude towards that question wasn't the best, but at least now I knew. At least now I knew when I was committing a sin. I knew this is a sin, you know, mm-hmm. and think that the, how that formed my thinking, 
Mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing in sure. certain times, sure. certain parts of my life. Sure. You know, sure. whatever. So um, when it comes to, I think there's a kind of a similar thing here. What is a serious reason to avoid? The church doesn't say. It d- does not give specifics, but she does say those things, physical, economic, psychological, and social conditions. So um, if you're sick, you know, if you have cancer, uh, or or maybe something less than cancer, you know, maybe it's just something that is just a chronic thing. Um, if you have emotional distress, and the church says to delay pregnancy for a certain time, or in, maybe indefinitely, and it, mm-hmm. she always leaves that up to the up to the couple. It is up to them because they're the ones who will stand before God to you know at their judgment. We, we should execute the virtue of chastity, right? As a married couple, and it says married chastity is critical. And it doesn't mean married abstinence. It means married chastity, chastity. right? Which, okay. which means which just means that your uh, your your sexual life is oriented towards reality. Okay, so I'm married, which means my sexual faculties have a role and a purpose, and I can engage in them in a good, holy way. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who's not married cannot. Right. Okay, um, and so she leaves it open, and I think that's wise because if the church were to try to be more specific, you can never be specific enough. To meet every, every criteria. criteria, every situation, and sure. so I think she could end up creating more confusion if she were to be to try and venture into that treacherous it's, territory. It, it's funny you know what how I mean? the church is so smart, and she 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 knows where to, where to draw those boundaries. So a couple of do's and don'ts I think about actually discerning. Okay. Okay. Um, this would be good. Discerning the number of children in your family. Uh, it is a waste of time to try when you get married to, to say, uh, l- all right, let's discern how many children. Uh, I think six, four is a good number. That is a fruitless um, exercise. Sure. Children are discerned one at a time, month to month. Okay, this is one of the great things about natural family planning is that it gives you, here is like, it's a, it's a, every month the conversation comes up again. And so it keeps this, um, I mean, your reproductive faculties are the most powerful po- force that you possess. Which I feel like that's the reason why there's that's the most sin involved. Like we talked about this before. Like right. the, the, the the greater the gift, the more distorted it becomes, and that's right. why we see all these distortions uh-huh. of this greatest gift in pornography, in uh, lust, in all these you know sinful right. behaviors. Right. And aside from your own soul, this reproductive power is your greatest and free will which kind of, that's what I mean by your own soul. But this is your greatest gift, is the ability to create, co-author life along with with God, the, cre- the, the true creator, okay? So um, children are discerned one at a time, month to month. The question is not, should we ever have more kids? Unless you have, some, like, a, a, like I said, a chronic condition or something that is never going to change, the, the question is always, should we have kids this month? right now or should we wait till next month to talk about it again um and when there is an issue in order to really respond with generosity the question should be what can we do to remove these impediments to us being that generous uh, having that generous marriage where we're willing to embrace more children the word generosity generating life Okay, it implies this life-giving thing. I mean, and if I may, that is why you have genitals. Okay, because to be generous is to be life-giving. Okay, and so we want to have a generous marriage. 
where we do embrace all of the children. I will, I will make you a million-dollar guarantee you will never regret having another child. There will be no point in your life that you, that you look at this child and say, yeah, I wish you were never born. I wish you weren't here. You, I regret you. Uh, and if, if you do, the problem is not with them, it is with you. Right, yeah. Um, but you will always, because I know people, I mean, I, I, you do too, where you say, oh, no, we're done. We're done. We can't have any more. And it's like, I don't, I'm not, once again, I'm not judging them, but if you do, if you did choose, you will always be thankful for this other child that you have for the rest of your life. Love is not, it's not addition, it's multiplication. And if you truly want to give your children everything, you have to have at least four, because you got to have two boys and two girls. If you want to give them everything, you got to give your sisters a sister, you got to give your daughters a sister, and your sons a brother. Hey, congrats, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. And we will talk to you next week. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.